Thanks to our listeners, Issues Etc. has operated independently and in the black for 14 consecutive years. Please help us cover all of our expenses again this year by making a year-end tax-deductible gift. For a year-end donation of $250 or more, we'll send you our latest book, The Wittenberg Trail, Paths to Lutheranism, and a new recording of 22 hymns featuring the Lutheran Public Radio Choir. You can make a secure online contribution today at issuesetc.org. Thanks for your support at the end of 2022. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. In the last few minutes of the program today, it's time to go through listener email and the Issues Etc. comment line. Our comment line is 618-223-8382 and the email address talkback at issuesetc.org. Coming off our interview with Terry Mattingly, let's begin with this email from Ken in Michigan. Concerning the ProPublica essay on the hospice industry, Mr. Mattingly reveals again that his love language is anti-capitalism. This was our interview last week with Terry Mattingly. Mr. Mattingly says elder care is really expensive and we don't have enough of it. If true, then the question journalists should ask is this. What is preventing entrepreneurs from fulfilling this obvious unmet need? Mr. Mattingly accuses so-called for-profit providers as being fraudulent actors within the hospice industry. But when I read through the essay, I learned that the so-called for-profit providers, such as Acera Care, are 100% funded by the federal government. Specifically, they are funded by Medicare. Why didn't Mr. Mattingly mention this very important point? Thanks for listening in Michigan, and thanks for the feedback, Ken. Well, it's not Terry that accused them of being fraudulent actors. He didn't, I don't think he ever used the word fraudulent actors. I think he, it was the piece itself that said that the for-profit hospice industry was basically gearing its care and its, the way it did business, the way it recruited people, toward getting people's Medicare. And that was the whole reason they wrote the story, was to describe how, how much hospice has changed from a largely not-for-profit organization to a for-profit organization. We're talking about different aspects. It's a for-profit business that was not motivated necessarily by the same thing that the original hospice was motivated more by finding a way to get people's Medicare. So it wasn't Terry that made that accusation. It was actually the piece in ProPublica. More on hospice from a pastor in Indiana. I shared a hospice chaplain position in Northwest Iowa with a Catholic priest from about 1987 to 1991. Hospice was just starting. The volunteers helped loved ones by doing household chores, cooking, or giving the loved ones a break. Most of the volunteers were devout Christian and Dutch Reformed Christians who exemplified Christian love for me, a young pastor. They taught me much. Yet as the article that Terry discussed and Todd also discussed, hospice has changed. It is now a big business, whether it is for profit or nonprofit. It's difficult to find out the philosophy of care for the dying of any hospice organization. Quote, we attempt to keep the patient comfortable, end quote, is not enough. As soon as morphine is administered, the time of death is hastened. A 10-question-to-ask-a-hospice-nurse sheet would be a great resource. 
I cringed when Terry thought that surely the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has our own approved hospice organization that is available to care for dying LCMS members. Oh, that this were true. Thanks for the email. Thanks for listening in Indiana, Mark. You're right. It is disturbing. And it just goes to show that there is no industry, no activity that people will not corrupt toward greedy ends, even care for the dying. So it's a it's a cautionary tale that we read about in ProPublica. Be careful. If someone comes and says, oh, your, your mother needs to be on hospice, and then your mother needs to be on morphine when she is not in any pain. And they're right. I'm not a medical doctor, but the minute the morphine starts, that does shorten one's life expectancy considerably. So be very cautious. There are going to be times when a person needs hospice and they need the morphine. And then there are going to be times where there might be a different motive involved in someone who's trying to urge those things on you. And you have to be cautious, like everything. Go get a second opinion from somebody. Call your doctor. Do those kind of things. Do your due diligence so that bad actors in this activity don't take advantage of you or your loved ones. Harlan writes on your listener email program 2932 on October 20th, 2022, a comment was made by Pastor Wilkin that hit a nerve with me. Pastor Wilkin was responding to a fellow pastor who I believe was a Baptist pastor. I am paraphrasing, but Pastor Wilkin guaranteed that the pastor would be a Lutheran within 18 to 24 months. I feel that statement was somewhat hubristic in nature. My reasoning for this is that 50 years ago, my new wife and I had moved back to the Midwest from California. In attending my childhood church for the first time, I introduced my wife to the pastor. He questioned her as to her previous church experience, and when she stated that she had been brought up Catholic, he responded with a great deal of hubris that, of course, she was going to become a Lutheran. We never attended that church again, and our church attendance pretty much suffered after that and subsequently were divorced years later. Although this email may be somewhat critical, I feel truly blessed by your program and have ventured into other programming and podcasts associated with issues, etc., such as Morning Chapel from Kramer Chapel, The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, A Brief History of Power, Fighting for the Faith, and others as well as my own church experience. In closing, thank you for your program and thank you for the email and for listening, Harlan. Well, I have a memory of making this prediction. It was during listener email. I don't ex- remember exactly what the what the listener had to say, but the reason I made the prediction was because they seemed very favorably disposed toward Lutheran theology already, and although they were still a Baptist, I've seen it happen too many times, especially among pastors. One of the greatest pastors I know decided after being, who, what's his name, Jeff? After like 30 years of Dennis being- Dennis McFadden. Dennis McFadden. He decided after 30 some odd years of being a Southern Baptist pastor that he was really a Lutheran in studying Lutheran theology and went and colloquized and now is a fine Lutheran pastor. So I've seen it happen too many times. That's why I made the prediction. I could be wrong, but it wasn't made in a way that I think if you're a Baptist, you want all Christians to be Baptists, right? If you believe that's true. If you're a Roman Catholic and you believe it's true, you want all Christians to be. Roman Catholics. And the same is true for Lutherans. We actually believe we have the truth. Now, that might sound hubristic, but so does everybody else. They all actually believe they have the truth. If you come, come across a, a Christian who says, well, I, I just, I, I don't know what I believe. I don't believe I, I have the truth. They don't really believe anything, do they? If you're going to be a Christian, let's, let's make an analogy. Someone's going to be a Republican. You really want them to believe 
what Republicans believe or supposed to believe, right? If that's what you expect of your political parties, why not of your Christian denominations? So I think it's a great thing when a Baptist becomes a Lutheran because they've come to the truth. They've left the errors that, unfortunately, Baptist theology has and practice has taught them, and they've come to the true scriptural teaching. If I didn't believe that Lutheran theology was the true scriptural teaching, I wouldn't be a Lutheran. I don't know why anyone would be if you don't actually believe that they have true scriptural teaching. And I think you did mention that with a caveat that if you keep listening to issues, et cetera, you'll be yeah. the word of God proclaimed on issues, et cetera. You become a Because the word of God has power and it, it draws people to the truth. Charlie writes, I always enjoy listening to Pastor Matt Harrison, president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and that includes his recent interview on decision theology. However, I find his audio to be very heavy on the bass and his audio level down a bit. Part of that seems to be the nature of his low, soft voice. That makes it hard to listen to and understand him. Try listening to that podcast and comparing his audio to Todd's, which is spot on. May I suggest cutting back on the bass? boosting the mid-range and treble and boosting his audio. Thanks for all that you do, and thanks for the feedback, Charlie. Oh, that we could. We Usually when Pastor Harrison is interviewed, he's not in our studio. He's in a, another studio, and we do not control how they have compressed the audio in the studio that he uses. If we could control it, we we would, because I agree with you completely. Not only does Matt have a very sonorous, deep voice, he's, he also has a tendency to go between, down into, what would you call it, sub-vocalization sometimes. He'll, he'll end his sentences and he'll drop off. It's, it, it, people do it. It's a natural way of speaking. So that is not within our control. We have tried, Jeff has tried several times in the, la, in sev, the last several months to address that issue at Matt's end. And I agree, it would just all it would take is turn off the compression and then play a little bit with the EQ. You're right. Bring up the middle, bring up the high, and and then we then our audio is gonna kind of match itself. Truth be told, I think I've tried to resolve it twice. Twice. Okay. But that is out of our control. But I, I will say this when you are listening and you run into a problem like that, where you're saying, wow, they really don't sound like they're at the same level, or I'm really having a hard time hearing this guest. We want to know. We really want to know about that. Because if you can't hear them, you can't listen. And you're not going to find bigger audio snobs than us. Ask our guests (laughs) who are like, really? Do you really have to test this? Do we really have to count to 10 again? Do we really have to do the mic placement tests I mean, these are people that are on like nationally syndicated TV and radio shows. And, and we're, we're making them actually do an audio test with us before. And they're getting start frustrated. The but we're working on it. That's a great, great point. We want to hear if you're having a hard time hearing, we want to hear about it because, it, as I said, if you can't hear, you can't listen. Nathaniel, I really enjoy your podcast. But I was listening to episode 3292, Woke Journalism with Batia Unger Sargon. At the end of it, it said that the next podcast would be about physics and multiverse theory with Dr. Paul Edmund, but I can't find it on Apple Podcasts. I'm curious to know what happened to the other podcast. That was a encore of Batia, uh, that interview, and we ran it as an encore, 
And so what didn't get changed there was the the plug for the next hour. So you were hearing a plug for the next interview from the original interview that was months and months ago. And that's why the next thing you didn't hear was that interview. You heard something else. So we have to, as we've mentioned before, we have to fill, what is it, Craig? 50s for affiliates, 57... 5750? Yeah, 5650 every right, right. Every day. So we, we have to hit start the show at three after and end at 5950. So we're doing this for radio affiliates. The question is, people say, why don't you put encore at the beginning of the of the broadcast? Well, last week, email, what was most of the positive feedback on? Batia Unger Sargon interview, which ran in January or earlier this year. And I know a couple of those people are listen regularly. So it wasn't like they're like haphazard or mm-hmm. listeners and they loved it. And they didn't, for some reason, listen to it the first time. But the question is, should we put encore at the beginning? The, the, the hour before today, the first hour, Hark the, a Thrilling Voice is Sounding, that ran in 2019 with Pastor Whedon. Now, we did something different. We put something in open and we put something to close because Whedon would have been teasing something in the second hour that wasn't really going to be there. Past. If we put encore on there, what it would actually do is discourage people from listening because they'll say, well, maybe I've heard this before and I don't need to listen. And the fact of the matter is when we don't put Encore on there, then people, if they've, if they've heard it before, and they, oh, I've heard this before. I'm going to skip this. But people who haven't heard it before get to listen to it for the very, very first time. We're going through listener email, the issues, et cetera, comment line, live on this Wednesday, December the 7th. When we come back, more from our listeners. need a rest from the world's headlong rush to Christmas? Some place where you and your family can slow down and prepare for Christ's birth at the church's rather than the world's pace? A midweek evening Advent service is the perfect time for your first visit to a Christ-centered, cross-focused Lutheran church. Learn more on the Find a Church page at issuesetc.org or send an email to talkback at issuesetc.org. It's the days before Christmas and the list is so long of whom to buy what for, so I'll help you along. Ad Crucem has gifts for all budgets and tastes. Our service is quick for shoppers in haste. Pop over to the website adcrucem.com for gifts focused on Christ where it's always belonged. Reminders of his work for saints in this world and his promises eternal yet to be fulfilled. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. What does anthropology or the science of mankind, the study of mankind, have to do with Christmas? Well, it has everything to do with Christmas. As the December issue of The Lutheran Witness points out, to understand what man is and what it means to be man, we don't look to other men, but to Jesus Christ, the man. To subscribe to The Lutheran Witness, visit cph.org witness or visit our website witness.lsms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. This is Pastor Clint Pompey, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, a proud supporter of Issues Etc. Each month we host the Nebraska Lutherans for Confessional Study, a serious study of Lutheran theology. 
We generally meet on the fourth Thursday of each month from 9.30 to 2.30, and both clergy and laity are invited. There is no charge to attend. For more information, please call the church office or visit our website, goodshepherdlincoln.org, and click on the green NLCS tab. Luther had Wartburg. We have Collinsville. You're listening to Issues Etc. Our school is committed to authentic Lutheranism, the entire Book of Concord, and indeed to authentic Lutheranism as it has continued to be confessed and practiced through the centuries, right up into our own time. Dr. Cameron McKenzie, chairman of the Department of Historical Theology at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're committed then to biblical, confessional Christianity and Lutheranism and applying it to the world of today in as effective a way as we can. You can find out more about studying for the pastoral ministry at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, at ctsfw.edu, ctsfw.edu, or call 1-800-481-2155. Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Tell me why. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. I have a great idea. On the 12 days of Christmas, remember you have 12 days following Christmas, that is the Christmas season, you find that child, grandchild, godchild, ages 5 to 9, and you read them one of the 12 archbooks for Christmas that is contained in the Archbook Treasury Christmas Collection, our Issues Etc. Book of the Month for December. You can find out more about this collection of children's books, all centered around the Christmas narrative, at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House and order Archbooks Treasury Christmas Collection, 1-800-325-3040. 1-800-325-3040. Did you grow up in Archbooks? Yes, I did. Classic. There must have been some way of ordering them through the... I think it was through the our parochial school library because we always had a bunch of them on hand. I grew up on arch books, and did you guys ever see the those step-up books, like Meet George Washington? I learned everything I knew about history until I started educating myself remedially as an adult from those books. Here's a timely email from Todd in... Wilmington, North Carolina, is a donation to Lutheran Public Radio the same as a donation to Issues Etc.? Hoping so, as that was the intent of the donation I just made. (laughs) Thank you for listening, and thanks for your financial support, Todd. Well, it depends on what you mean by that, because while we have Issues Etc. that is distinct from Lutheran Public Radio, and also distinct, I should say, from The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, they all operate under the corporation of Lutheran Public Radio. So we do... Lutheran Public Radio, Inc. Inc. And we do pay attention to what what each entity is pulling in by way of donations so we can keep track of it. But you are benefiting the entire organization when you give to any, either issues, et cetera, Word of the Lord Endures Forever or Lutheran Public Radio. You, you are benefiting Lutheran Public Radio, Inc., the entire organization. Now, if you want to get the year-end premiums like our new book, the Wittenberg Trail Pass to Lutheranism, 
and our new recording of 22 hymns featuring the Lutheran Public Radio Choir, that needs to go towards issues, etc. That's right. Peter writes, can you please do a show on the hymn or hymn study on the hymn, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence with Will Whedon? Have we done that one before? We did do that. And it was, I think in 2012, we studied the hymn, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence, Lord's Supper hymn, right? Yes. With Dr. Arthur Just of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So we could revisit it. It's been, that's been 10 years. So we could revisit that hymn. It's a fantastic hymn. And I'm sure that as good a job as Dr. Just did, Pastor Will Whedon has some other things to say about it. We've got some great hymn studies coming up. O Come All Ye Faithful with Pastor Will Whedon. O Little Town of Bethlehem. We haven't done with that Dr. One? Arthur Just. No. And as with Gladness Men of Old, Dr. Just will be doing a hymn study with that, I believe, on January 2nd. Looking forward to it. Another great question. Darren, Fort Wayne, Indiana. What are the dates for the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference? Thanks for letting me know. I'm just trying to do some long-range calendar planning. First of all, thank you for taking an interest because it does require a little planning to think, well, next summer these guys are going to be doing another another conference there at Concordia University in Chicago, and I'd like to be able to plan around that. Thank you very much for thinking ahead. We don't know what the dates are yet. Do we have a range of dates? Yes, we have about four weekend dates. We're waiting for responses from a few heavy hitters, as we usually do. That's what delays it. So, and we don't want to get people's expectations up or oversell. Oversell. So we can't tell you who they are. So that's why we can't give you firm dates. I will definitely have to have something. The latest I think we booked something was like mid to late January, but hopefully it won't be that late. And I'll just say, I heard a rumor that last year we had former Attorney General Bill Barr as one of our guests. And, and, we, we are looking for a headliner as close to that caliber as, if not exceeding that caliber, as we can. So that's that just accounts for the delay in planning. We're definitely planning. We just haven't been able to set a date because you need to work around the schedules of these people who are either in high demand or uh, unavailable at certain times of the year. Thursday on Issues Etc., we're going to discuss marriage enrichment with Pastor David Peterson. Then on Friday, we'll talk with Dr. Aaron Cariotti about the social impact of pandemic regulations and restrictions. And we'll have Pastor Roy Askins lead us in a teaching on man and the metaverse. Everybody says we're all going to be living in a virtual reality, an augmented reality. Is that a Christian idea? We'll answer that question on Friday. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for listening. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. If you plan on doing some online Christmas shopping with Amazon, you can also help support the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. 
Just go to smile.amazon.com, sign into your Amazon account, enter Lutheran Public Radio into the charitable organization search field, and click Select. A percentage of your purchase will be donated to Issues Etc. Smile.amazon.com and choose Lutheran Public Radio. Thanks for your support.